This is Garni with Clear Life Combat. Today I get to talk to Alex Enriquez before she competes at Submissions on the Shore, taking place at the Booker T World Gym Arena in Texas City. Coming from Atos, Atlanta with Bruno Cruzado. All right, so if someone hasn't had the chance to meet you, give them a little bit about, about your background, you know, what your base is, how did you find jiu-jitsu? Yeah, um, I'm a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. I just received it recently in December from Bruno Frazado and Nathan Hadley over at Altos Atlanta. I started jiu-jitsu when I was 11 years old. I'm about to turn 23, so around uh, 11 to 12 years. Um, I've done, I did, I did jiu-jitsu first, and then when I got to high school, I began ras- wrestling. Um, I did all four years of high school wrestling and folk style and did a little bit of freestyle just for one year, my freshman year. And then by the time I got to college, uh, I did my first year of college, just focused on jujitsu. Um, and then my second year of college, I transferred over to life university where I trained, um, where I did wrestling under Ashley, Ashley and Christian Flavin. Um, and I did, a, I did a, about two or three seasons of freestyle wrestling, and then now I'm back in jiu-jitsu. Why did you start jiu-jitsu in the first place at such a, you know, a good age? Yeah, well, when my, fam- my family migrate, immigrated to the States when I was around five, my older brother was always interested in fighting. He, he wanted, his goal was when he came here was to fight. And uh, my summer of sixth grade, my parents were just trying to, get me to do some after school activity and stuff. So my brother introduced me uh, to jujitsu eventually. And ever since the first day, I absolutely loved it. Uh, And I don't think I ever stopped doing jujitsu and or wrestling like full time since, uh, since 11, other than uh, surgeries or injuries. I, I think I was training around five to six, seven days a week since I was 11. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Where, where did y'all come from? Where did you migrate from? Uh, Manila, Philippines. Yeah. So what was that transition? Like, did you, did you enjoy it? it? Was it, was it fun or did you not like it at first or how was it? Uh, I think since I was so young, like five years old, I think when I came here, I was just about to start first grade. So I think, I, I didn't really think much of it. I guess it was just like, you know, moving with the family and uh, I had, I mean, it was fun. I, I, I remember the plane trip being excruciatingly long for a five-year-old that didn't have a lot of patience about it. But uh, when we got here, I realized everything, like the food was large portions, extremely large portions. So uh yeah, like the food was, I was just getting used to that. But other than that, that's all I could really remember with the moving over here. Uh, we moved in with uh, my uh, my dad's family at first, while before we were finding out. So we kind of just all, my whole family, my immediate family, we all just kind of crammed into one room inside of our, uh, inside of my uncle's like uh, townhouse. Uh, and so, and then eventually we ended up, getting uh a couple like a year later ended up getting the house like right next door to them Mm -hmm. did your older brother end up fighting or pursuing martial arts um so yes he eventually he first actually started at lifetime fitness and they had like a boxing program and from like lifetime he's like i'm gonna go take an mma fight in florida (laughs) and so yeah like from like kind of zero experience but 
to like that. And then he went to Florida. He actually ended up while he was in Florida meeting uh, CJ Wilson, who is who is the owner of Knuckle Up Fitness uh, now until today. And Knuckle Up Fitness was back in Georgia, too. But they met in Florida, got into contact with him and then ended up being like a personal trainer and uh, kickboxing instructor over at Knuckle Up. And then eventually I ended up there where I started jujitsu um a couple years later um under steve mitchell yeah you know for you you know making that transition from jujitsu having a, a solid base in combat sports and wrestling in high school and then eventually wrestling in in college was there any ever any thoughts or do you still have the maybe you're figuring out like to to go into mma yeah actually um i think right now my plan is uh to just do really well at the exceed at the black belt level at the like highest levels in jujitsu, uh, make a name for myself. And then eventually in the future, possibly make that transition into MMA, kind of like how like Mackenzie Dern, Bushesha, all like the big names um, when they transition into MMA so they could get into like the least amount of like, uh, like, amateur fights so that i'm not taking as as much damage to my body and then going straight into pro um i did one amateur mma fight uh maybe a couple years uh, a year ago or two years ago in ohio and i had so much fun with it but i could definitely feel that like as soon as i got like i didn't even get hit in the face i just got i like she threw a jab and i like I slipped it and it grazed me. And then I was immediately like, I got to take you down. <laughs> like I got to get yeah. to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, I had so much fun. Ohio rules was basically pro rules. Cause in Georgia, you're not allowed to strike on the ground and amateur in Ohio. We had three ounce gloves. There was full, full, like striking uh, on the ground. It's the only rule that wasn't allowed on the feet was kicks to the head. So yeah, it was close to. <laughs> yeah, you really got to know the rule sets for all these different things. And speaking of rule sets, I saw that you competed at the ADCC East Coast Trials. How'd that go? Yes, uh, I had a lot of fun. It was actually, um, I didn't get to have like a full blown camp for it as much as I wanted to. We had just focused on Nogi Worlds uh, for like two months, uh, two or three months prior, because our main goal was nogi world champion that was my first time competing at nogi worlds so i wanted to make a statement and win um and then right after nogi worlds uh i had a trip uh to brazil for a week at the kyotera vacation camp so we were still training jiu-jitsu but it was like gi nogi mm -hmm. and kind of like ex exploring touristy stuff so still had a lot of fun and then the right after that was adcc so I had signed up for East Coast Trials way back when, and there was no way I was going to back out. Um, so regardless of like whether I had uh, a specific training camp for it, I was still training all the time. So I was just like, let's do it. It doesn't matter. you know. And it ended up not too shabby, ended up making uh, getting to the finals. So I was happy about that result. Not Of course, not as happy as first, but still <laughs> – yeah, I mean, were you surprised? Did anything surprise you about the experience or, or the rules or even that you made it to the finals, anything? Yeah, um, it was a lot of fun. That was my first time ever doing ADCC rule set and competing in ADCC trials. So um, 
I've always wanted to do ADCC. I don't know why I didn't do it earlier. It just never came up. And now, now that I'm, it's been like my main focus, now I'm all about the the ADCC and the rule sets. We've been studying it since January. Has basically been an ongoing camp since January for West Coast trials. So I'm full on into ADCC. <laughs> yes. So submissions on the shore is taking place Saturday, March 19th at the Booker T World Gym Arena in Texas City. And this event is going to be ADCC rule set. How excited are you? And are you more prepared for this in that rule set? Yes, I'm very excited. This is exactly why I ended up signing up, registering for the tournament was because that it was ADCC rule sets, rule set. And not a lot of tournaments in jiu-jitsu do ADCC rule set one because it's hard to find referees that are so well knowledgeable of the rules just because of how different and how hard it is to score and all the little minutiae of the rules. So I'm really glad that that subs on the shore and Albert Tapia was able to make this happen so that this is a great warm up for the ladies um right before west coast trials so i feel like everyone should should do this you know i believe that you've competed for submissions on the shore before um do you like competing for this this promotion what has it been like yes amazing uh albert tapia and subs on the shore the even their inaugural one was on like i believe i forget what the name of the boat was but it was a yeah yeah (laughs) it was a huge event and it was awesome they got some they had big names on that the uh on that card and it was their very first event so it was amazing uh and very uh uh surprising how how big they made their first event uh especially uh being an all-female card that's so great to have for female competitors showcasing that and albert tapia used to be i believe one of the coaches or maybe assistant coaches over at menlo college in uh california and that was a really big wrestling, uh, female college female wrestling school that was really well known. They won, they won many of the national titles and stuff. So it was really cool to have uh, that that he was a part of that. And so now you see it even at his tournaments, he's incorporating freestyle women's wrestling matches, which is you know brand new. I feel like he's staying ahead of everything. Uh, the tournament I went to last time was very well ran, uh, very professional, and it was, you know, I couldn't it, complain about anything, really. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. I know that he coached at a school, I think it was in El Paso, Wayland Baptist here, ended up in California, and I talked to Madison yep. Gwynn a couple days ago, and she's going to be competing in that freestyle uh, wrestling match. She was committed to go to, to Wayland Baptist, and things happen. Oh, yeah. But, but you think, I mean, you haven't been that far removed from wrestling in college are you missing it at all? And do you think you will? Uh, yes, I I miss it so much that uh, I am back at it, actually. Oh, yeah? My coaches, yeah, uh, Bruno had me as a part of my ADCC camp to include wrestling at least twice a week into my schedule. Uh, and so I talked with my coaches, uh, Ashley and Christian, and they were amazing uh, enough. They always work with their alumni and stuff. And so I'm I'm practicing with the with the girls over there twice a week, uh, and it's been amazing. It's so always so humbling, uh, and because they're always hammers. Uh, this this season, uh, uh, Life University actually just beat reigning champs. Campbellsville University uh, for the national duels title. Um, 
and for NAIA. So I was really happy for them. It's amazing. And some of the girls that I wrestled with in college are still on that team. So it was just like, I was so happy for them. Uh, and they're getting ready actually for their Mid-South Conference as well as uh, NAIA Individual Nationals coming up. Uh, so it's getting down to the nitty gritty practices are getting really specific and uh, it's just exciting to see uh, see the girls the existing and the newcomers go through the kind of same process and feelings that um, I I went through when I was in season um, and it's you know happy for them very happy for them Awesome. Okay, so you mentioned competing at Nogi Worlds before the ADCC East Coast Trials, but I don't know if we talked about the results from that. What was that experience like? Had you competed at Nogi Worlds before? Yeah, so I always wanted to compete in Nogi Worlds. The only thing was stopping me was that it was always in wrestling season in the past. So this was the first time graduated school and I was able to do it. And uh, I was competing in brown belt featherweight division. I was uh, I ended up having three matches. Uh, the first two matches I was able to get the sub. The last match uh, I was actually competing against uh, Amanda Bruce from Atos HQ. So I, I've trained with her like a few times before. Uh, she's really an amazing person, amazing competitor. Uh, when we've gone to HQ, and she uh, was ahead of ahead on me on on the score in the beginning and I was able to turn it around in the last three minutes and uh end up getting to the back and then subbing and finishing but it was it was a really close match because I was down behind being behind on points with less than half the match left it, it definitely does play some mind tricks um on me but you know, I just had to keep fighting till the very end. And then it turned out in my favor. So I was able to get all um, my all my matches, all sub finishes for that Nogi World title. So I was very uh, happy with that. Very satisfied. I mean, going into that, were you pretty confident that that was going to be the outcome? Uh, always, no matter who steps against in front of me on the mats, I always believe in myself and I know I believe in my training. I believe in my hard work and, uh, it doesn't matter if there's like an Olympic champion standing or, or across the ring for me, even if I'm not as qualified, but I know I will like die with my, die with my wounds to the front. You know, I will, I'll give it my all. And even if I'm losing, it doesn't matter what the score is until like the match is over and then the match is over. That's so I always think in my head and I, I, I try not to waver from that. Like I, the whole time I'm going to win, I'm going to win. You, was it an edge for you having competed against that, that opponent before having trained with them or were you feeling at least confident having had some experience with them? Um, in a way, uh, sometimes yes, but not with Amanda Bruce because she's very she's a very tricky uh, and tough grappler, you know. And I think every match is always a new match, no matter who uh, who you face, whether you've beaten them like thousands of times before. That might have been the day that they beat you, and I did not want to let that happen, especially when it matters, you know, when the world title is on on the line. So I never underestimate any opponent, no matter who it is, no matter what belt they are and how many times I've gone against them or beaten them or lost to them. Uh, 
the same I it's like a reset every match is a new match for me so I try to stay clear clear-minded and just focus on the goal you know can you remind me when was it that you received your Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt and what was that experience like um it was right after D World, so in December of this past year, probably late December. Um, I was actually told by Bruno was that if I had won, uh, the plan was if I won D Worlds, I would have gotten it on the podium. But it did. I didn't make it happen. I, I ended up getting caught in the semis, um, and so it, it sucked. But. I was able to come back and uh, and it was the most amazing. I feel like it was more memorable than if I had won uh, Yi Worlds and gotten it on the podium because uh, my my old coach, my original coach, Steve Mitchell, who had promoted me from the kids system all the way to Brown Belt, wow. was able to be there and got to be a part of uh, the ceremony. And uh, Bruno even... Uh, asked them to come up and even asked them to tie my belt around my tie the black belt around my waist one more time. So it was, it was just like, I, I was speechless. And of course there was so many tears and yeah, but it was amazing. It was amazing. It looks like you stay pretty busy just watching and following you on social media. I think you even have a, a title defense coming up February 26th, you know, besides yeah. submissions on the shore, what else do you have scheduled already? Yeah, so yes, February 26th, I have Sapatero uh, with Josh LaDuke. I have a title defense against Nakaya Jackson, a very tough competitor. I've never competed against her before. We were in the same bracket for the original Sapatero uh, 125 bracket tournament, and she made it to the semis, ended up losing against Alana Holly, uh, who I faced in the finals just via overtime. So, or cause it was EBI rules. So they went all the way to overtime and she just had uh, barely lost by escape time. So I'm very excited for this matchup. And then March 18th, March 19th, we have subs on the shore. Then we have West coast trials in April, first week of April. Um, I know I've already been contacted for some tournaments or at the end of April, but I haven't confirmed anything just yet. So just come, uh, just focusing on now until West Coast trials. Okay, wrestling in high school, you know, being a college athlete, it takes a lot of time and energy, and there's a lot of travel. I assume. Um, what did you study in school? I I originally I when I my first year of college, I went to KSU or Kennesaw State. And I was a bio major. And when I transferred over to life, I had then done one quarter uh, of biology and realized that uh, their exercise program over there was, they were really hands-on and very adamant about their exercise science program. So I ended up switching over to that, which was, um, I, I really loved it. I think it, it really helped me with jujitsu and uh, being able to teach classes personal training, knowing more about my own body as an athlete and nutrition and all that. So uh, I was actually glad I was able uh, to do that. I think it's been, I've always, I've been able to use what I've been learning in school and what I love to do every day. Yeah, that's, that seems like it'd be a huge advantage. And I'm sure like teammates and friends probably ask you for advice as well. 
Yeah, yeah, it works out, you know, and especially having gone through wrestling and uh, I've had like two major surgeries, um, one in freshman year of high school or sophomore year of high school. And then the most recent one was my sophomore year of college uh, on my knee. So I had my shoulder and my knee done. And I feel like all those uh, major injuries and, you know, bad weight cuts in high school have definitely uh, helped me become a better, more mature uh, and prepared athlete um, for the long run. So I'm glad I was able to experience all those setbacks a little bit earlier um, so that even though I'm still young now, I feel like I'm ahead of the curve uh, in terms of I'm training smarter. Um, I'm mentally, uh, mentally really tough and uh, matured in terms of like in competition, you know, so. Whenever you yeah. first started and you were young, did you start competing, you know, even whenever you first were beginning? Yeah, actually, uh, I think I did my first competition after a month of doing jujitsu at, at a Naga or so. Yeah, how, and did, I, how did that go? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, uh, like Steve was just like, okay, there's a competition <laughs> coming up. Everyone does this. And right. I was like, okay, I've never competed really. In, and I did a lot of sports back when I was younger, but that was just to get in shape. Uh, I never really competed. Uh, and then so now, like after one month of jujitsu, we're like, okay, let's do it. And uh, I was really happy. I just like jujitsu just clicked for me in the beginning. It just made sense. So, and also as an 11 year old, it also helped that I was like the same size as I am now, but like a hundred pounds. So I was like, probably like five, 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 six, 11 years old and a hundred pounds. So everyone I was going against was like a foot shorter than me. And my signature, like all I did in my first tournament was like bear hug, like double unders, bear hug them either straight to mount or side mount and then Americana them. I think it was for like the first three ma matches because I was just so much taller than everyone. And then uh, I was just, it was really awesome. Like uh, I was able to do a lot of Americanas. I got a triangle and a cross collar choke. And I feel like till this day, your first tournament, all you need is like, like two or three simple submissions, you know? <laughs> And I was just in just that, like, go, go, go attitude, like, you want it more, so. Do you remember having having nerves or being nervous about the experience at all? Um, honestly, because I was so young, I feel like I didn't really process it the way, like, a normal adult would process it. It was just like, okay, we're here, like, this is yeah. what everyone does. And then, like, <laughs> it was my turn to compete, so I was like, yeah, let's do it. And, uh... My mom, honestly, is like, I feel like everything that I've acquired comes from her. She was always like a fighter growing up. Uh, she did like Taekwondo and stuff. But my mom, uh, and for those that know my mom, especially I feel like all of the Georgia Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu community knows my mom. She was like a tough lady. Like she would be the one yelling in the corner, yelling at 11 year olds, like break her <laughs> arm, kill her. <laughs> yeah. Like if she was not like, she did not have any like <laughs> chill whatsoever. It was hilarious, but it was just like, uh, I was very quiet as a kid and very unassuming. And then all of a sudden you see my like five foot, or 4'11 size Filipino mom just yelling in the corner. At the, and so I feel like everyone uh, growing up in Georgia, everyone knew me and my mom because 
my mom was always like cheering and just like very aggressive and so uh like when I had an issue with being aggressive like my mom was like you need to be more aggressive and all this and so and I was like okay I gotta listen to her or else she's gonna beat me up later or something and so I was like okay gotta listen to what mom said how important was that support to you uh, I feel like it was everything. Even till this day, she's like been my number one fan of jujitsu. I think she loved that I ended up choosing fighting. Um, when we, when I was younger in the Philippines, I just remember watching like WWE and like Raw, SmackDown all the time. And so uh, she and she always like she saw like the beginning like uh, first UFCs and stuff. And so she always thought it was really cool, but she never would have imagined that own daughter would have been doing that later on but I think it made her really happy because she uh she's always down for a fight I don't think she ever backs down for fighting I think she she is she used to have the shortest temper and would just go off on people my dad was the one that was very patient and just avoid fights I like to like I'm pretty much like a pessim a uh, pacifist when it comes to like on in the streets but yeah. my mom would just jump at people without <laughs> even thinking about it you mentioned watching wrestling like professional wrestling are you a, a fan or familiar with booker t booker t yeah, yeah. yes yes so how cool is uh, it that you get a wrestle so he has a wrestling promotion here in texas city called reality of wrestling and that's where uh, they have and he's there like all the time he's probably there right now it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm super excited. Um, yeah, that the fact that they have they always have it in super cool locations. So I I know I always know that Southern Shore is always gonna be a great event, but even better that it's like kind of drawing something from my childhood and stuff. So it's yeah. I mean, really cool. I can't I can't wait to see the the, the venue. Okay, so starting at a, a young age, being about eleven, um, naturally I would assume there would be points where you questioned or dreamed what I want to do when I get older was there ever a point where you thought about quitting the sport or combat sports yeah so uh when I was about a year in uh Steve uh Steve and my other assistant coach at the time Brian Brown they would uh we would all go they would take me to the movies all the time and we'd hang out all the time and so he had this uh like he's like he he said he like I'm gonna have like an adult conversation with you one day when we were driving to the movies and so and I never like understood it then but then I understand it now later on but he was like what there's gonna be different things that in your life that that obstacles or different options and paths that you might have that are gonna be available to you uh, as you grow up and then he's like just whatever you choose I support you and even though like we're not um, I'm not I'm no longer would knuckle up fitness even, uh, there's still like family to me and uh, Steve has always been super supportive so it's been amazing to see that and so I think it was about in like uh, either Brown or like very recently that I finally decide that like I want to give the whole professional jiu-jitsu career like uh jiu-jitsu life like a hundred percent like I always thought like I was going to college I just did it as a hobby but I mean I guess an extreme hobby because I did it like every day without like 
it was just like I could go hang out with my friends or I could go to jiu-jitsu and I was like no I have to like in my head I was just like I can't miss practice because then I always thought oh sorry (laughs) it's okay what kind of what kind of good you can always say okay so if you're just now taking the time to join us this is Clear Life Combat. My name is Gardy, and I'm talking to Alex Enriquez. If you want to follow her on social media, you can do that. It's A Enriquez218, and you can find out more about everything that she has going on. And uh, I'm excited. So, hey, hey, you back? What kind of yeah, dog? Sorry. What kind of dog do you have? Yeah, so sorry, Chico. Sorry. What kind no. of dog is Chico? Uh, Chico is uh, a miniature pincher <laughs> Chihuahua. it's okay it's okay yeah yeah he's the guard dog and someone just rang the doorbell oh no yeah he's just doing his job chico's just doing what he's supposed to be doing right right he's just like a stranger danger yeah Yeah. okay so i got a couple more questions and and, and things that i'm I'm wondering so if you weren't maybe you wouldn't have pursued uh combat sports right right now or brazilian jiu-jitsu what do you think you'd be doing I think I would, I actually, when I switched over to Life University, I was thinking about, uh, I was thinking about being a chiropractor and I uh, actually got involved in that, uh, being a, sorry. It's okay. (laughs) Chico, come here. I was thinking about being a chiropractor. Uh, That's why I ended up going to the school. I got involved with, I met a chiropractor when I was in my early teens. And when I got injured through, uh, uh, had my first like shoulder surgery and I was able to do a lot of rehab. He did my rehab for me. And I ended up actually interning for him in high school, uh, my senior year. And so that's how I got a really involved in chiropractics and all those like alternative therapies and modalities. And I've just been really enjoying uh, learning about the body and, you know, learning how to break and fix the body at the <laughs> all the different ways. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that gives you an edge. You know how it works, you know how it breaks and going into um, exactly. <laughs> to a tournament or a super fight. Hey, you got it, right? Okay. So is there anything else that you would like to share if someone wants to follow you or keep up to date? How can they do that? Uh, yeah, so my Instagram is a Enriquez218. Um, I also have my uh, website that I just recently came out with for Atlanta Jiu-Jitsu. Atlanta Jiu-Jitsu is my personal Jiu-Jitsu brand as an athlete um, for private seminars, personal trainings. Uh, it The website is on my Instagram as well as you could search it up online at atlantajujitsu.squarespace.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out. I'm excited. Just a reminder, Submissions on the Shore is going to be taking place at the Booker T World Gym Arena. That's Saturday, March 19th in Texas City. It's going to be streamed worldwide on Fight TV. You can also attend and hang out and maybe cheer and meet Alex. So thank you again. Thank you. Thank you so much.